guys here we are today with jeff parker uh managing director at marketa jeff how are you i'm very good thank you lawrence how are you good good uh, I'm, I'm loving that painting behind you uh <laughs> what, what exactly is it uh, it does get a few uh comments actually um i got it in bali a few years ago it's uh it, it's it's um a whole kind of bunch of parrotfish and i'm not sure if you can see it but it's a bit 3d it kind of um it's actually got quite a lot of depth in it but um yeah, kind of. A, it's a good conversation starter for uh, Zoom yeah, especially during the pandemic. It, it's yeah. I, I was going to say yeah. During the pandemic, I bet everyone was asking you about that. Exactly. Yeah. So look, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, obviously, you know, Marketa, very rapidly growing business. Um, you guys are doing a lot of exciting stuff again here in the UK. Um, we've also actually, I, I think I've mentioned previously, we've met with randy before we've had randy on the podcast so great to have you here as well um like so, so so what what what's the what's the mission how's everything changed because I, I think that obviously when we spoke with randy about a year ago you guys were obviously growing very rapidly um yeah how, how's, how's it all progressing for you no i mean um so i joined marketa in, in september so i'm a relative uh, uh newbie but i mean um just to give people some background and um, marketa is a uh, it's a US fintech. It was founded, I think, back in, in 2010, probably uh, before the word fintech was kind of um, around. And it, and it really was built with the aim of simplifying the process of kind of card issuing and, and program management, really wanting to make it easy for, for businesses out there that wanted to create kind of unique and innovative card programs for, the, for their customers. So um, Marketa was really, I think, um, the first person that created this new category, which is now called um, uh, Modern Card um, Issuing. It's a you know, cloud-native, developer-first API um, business. And, and yeah, we, we, you know, we provide the infrastructure for, for businesses that want to go and create these amazing, uh, unique customer experiences um, and give their customers cards. So, um, yeah, so far, it's been an awesome experience for me. And also, so, um, what's the plan then for Marketer in the UK specifically? So, I mean, I think, you know, we've had great success um, in the US. Um, you know, we power some of the world's kind of best known brands like Square and Uber, Klarna, Afterpay. I mean, that's a great, um, I guess, list. And, and really, we, we want to take that experience and that journey and, and replicate it in, into new markets. Um, one of the cool things about our platform is it's, it is a single global instance platform. Um, we've actually had clients that have kind of opened up in new markets without even knowing almost. And so, um, you know, that creates that um, unique capability. So we've got... Um, existing US clients that want to go international, um, you know, that's a you know a key opportunity for people. Um, so we're bringing the lights of, um, you know, we support Klarna over here. Um, we're bringing um, some of our other clients, uh, Western Union, uh, Uber into into the UK. Um, and then we've also got kind of um, a great opportunity to to kind of replicate for, for local businesses here. So whether it's digital banks, um, buy now, pay later, um, um, on demand delivery, um, you know, anyone that's kind of wants to. Is a tech-focused business that wants to provide this experience, and we've been alive about four years in in, in the UK, and um, yeah, we're seeing some some great growth, um, and we're we're really excited about what the future looks like. Well, and you you said you're fairly new, um, uh, so uh, to market it's obviously a huge undertaking. Uh, what, what were you doing beforehand? So um, I, I've been around a few different places. Um, I've I've been fortunate enough to kind of live in four different countries um, across four Where different continents. Um, I did a couple of years in the US, in New York. I did 12 years in Sydney, um, four years in Hong Kong, um, and then kind of back to the UK where, where I'm from. And I've done that across investment banking, consulting, um, but for the last 10 years, I've been in the in the fintech space. Um, and prior to Marketa, I was the CEO 
um, of an international business, uh, international payments business called World First. It was actually acquired by the Ant Group, who's, um, I guess, more better known for their Alipay super app. Nice, 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 nice. And out, out of those places, I've got to say, um, I think Hong Kong's probably my favourite. It's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, um, I think if it was if it was an easy decision, um, uh, you'd be there. But I think Sydney's amazing, like great standard of living, uh, outdoor, etc. Um, I love the UK. I think it's like kind of a melting pot and kind of got access to, to everywhere. Um, but yeah, Hong, Hong Kong and New York are actually quite similar. I'd say Hong Kong's kind of the Asian uh, New York. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're all, I mean, I've been very, very lucky. They're all uh, amazing places. Uh, are you into your surfing? You've kind of got that vibe. <laughs> Um, I tried surfing um, for three or four times and I was completely atrocious um, and my ego was too big to allow me uh, to go out every day and uh, <laughs> fall over. So uh, I gave up pretty quick. Well, look, I mean, speaking speaking of egos, you know, it, it's obviously been a, a challenging time for, for the fintech sector. Um, in fact, it's, it's been a challenging time for businesses in general. Um, you guys, you're one of the few, I'm not saying that you're, um, immune to the stresses of, of and of the and the changes that we're seeing in the current market, but you know it seems like you guys are doing something different. I mean, I think um, so. First of all, you're right. I think we are heading into a challenging time, and and I think um, we're we're not immune. I mean, no one's. I don't think anyone is immune. Um, but I do think um, you know, as a business, we are extremely well placed. I think we have. We have great product market fit. Um, our, our clients absolutely love us. Like you know, I've never been in an organisation where every meeting I have with a client is 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 more about what else can you give us, what more can you bring to the table, as opposed to you know we're not happy with this and we're not happy with this. So I think that gives us a a really strong foundation. Um, that foundation is built, I, I think, on a few things. One is the, the technology. Um, you know, generally believe it's kind of uh, mar market leading. Um, I think um, the 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 obviously the, the rise of fintech has been a good kind of tailwind um, um, for us, and then I think the culture. Jason Gardner, the kind of the founder, um, I'll say founder and CEO, has actually just moved back to executive chairman, but um, built an, an amazing culture, which um, you know people really enjoy working with Marketa. There, they you know one of the value is enabling people to to do the best work of their lives, and I, and I think he's created this environment that allows people to be innovative, um, to make mistakes, um, to to really challenge the status quo. And, um, you know, that's been brought out and I think proven in the success we've had today. And again, you touched on something there in terms of like reputation. Uh, when I first met Marquetta or Randy, I, I'm guessing it was probably at least a year ago now, I'm guessing, or at least that sort of time. I wasn't familiar with your company. Now, I have to say, I'm in meetings and I would say your name or the name Marquetta is coming up at least like uh, once a week. Um, <laughs> so so what, what, what is it that you guys are doing? Or what is it that you're hoping to do in terms of really um, attracting new business and building out these partnerships, th these relationships as you have done so successfully so far? Yes, it's a great question. So, um, I mean, that's... Really great news to hear that um, you know people are recognising the, the, the brand. I mean, fundamentally, we're a B two B business, so we don't face the consumer. So to the general public, you know, they they wouldn't hear about it. So we're providing the infrastructure 
for those better known brands, as I said, you know, your Instacart, your DoorDashers, um, JP Morgan's, et cetera, to, to create the, um, the amazing kind of customer experiences um, that, that they do. But I, I think, you know, in the fintech space and in the technology space, increasingly, we have become kind of the known as, as the go-to person, the go-to company that, you know, if you want to create uh, really easy, um, sophisticated, um, kind of customized and tailorized kind of card programs, our technology is, is the best that allows you to do that. And I think the fact that we were built as a developer-first API cloud-native business gave us um, a, a great foundation. And I think the, 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 the kind of maniacal kind of focus on on understanding our customers needs and developing a product to give that flexibility to to, to customers um is really kind of an ethos that goes drives through um uh the, the whole company culture and so it, as a customer of ours you know it very much is a a partnership you know we very much believe in win-win partnerships you know it, it Ultimately, we we win if our customers win because we're providing the infrastructure to them. And so, the better that we can help meet their needs, um, the more successful they are, and ultimately, the more successful we are. So, fundamentally, I, I think that's really what's driven um, um, the business to its kind of to where it is today. And again, I mean, in, in terms of company culture, um, you are initially a US company. Um, you're now building out in in the uh, UK. Um, are you building out in any other countries as well? We are actually. So my remit is kind of everything outside of the Americas. Um, we have um, the largest of that is in the UK um, and where we service kind of Europe. We have a, a, a growing team in Australia. Um, and last week, actually, we had our, our, our second hire join in in the Singapore. So we've kind of got those key offices. Um, and then we serve up to 40 countries um, kind of a, a, around the world. So, um, yeah, it, you, you, you're right. Like trying to then transfer that culture internationally is, is, is one of the key, um, I guess, objectives you, and challenges. Yeah, how, how, how do you do that? Because, again, just by and large, like these different countries, they have their own, um, they have their own uh, unique cultures. How do you actually say, right, we've got Marketa, we've got this model that's worked, um, we now want to transfer it abroad, but we also want to make sure that we retain our core mission, our core vision and our core values. Yeah, it, it's true. And, and the added complexity that we have now is um, uh, obviously we had COVID and, and as an organisation, we made um, a very de decisive decision to become a flexible first organisation. So, um, you know, we no longer as an organisation require our employees to be in the office. We have offices, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a flexible, completely 100% flexible um, working environment. And so that culture piece becomes even more important. How do we do it? I mean, I think it's a few things. I think um, we're very lucky that obviously we we, we have you know, good retention of staff that have kind of been there from from day one and they understand what Marquette is about. Um, we have some great kind of um, tools that allow us to kind of collaborate um, regularly. That you know, we have a great people team that um, is really kind of helping to communicate. But but ultimately, we've got leaders that understand the vision um and what we're trying to to do as an organization and i think if you're very clear and prescriptive about what you stand for as an organization um you demonstrate that day to day in terms of your uh, your actions um you provide people to to live uh, and be rewarded by kind of those values i think um you know that helps you to kind of per per kind of perpetuate having said that um 
it is crucial, I think, to allow for local regionalization because you're exactly right. You know, while the similarities clearly the US is slightly different to the UK, which is slightly different to, to, to Australia again. And I think allowing local teams to build um, and tailor that kind of day to day kind of culture is, is important. And uh, I've got to ask in Singapore uh, specifically, is this like, is this very new? Uh, have you had any traction there at all? Because I've got to say that Singapore right now, first of all, it's somewhere I have to visit, definitely. And have you been to Singapore yourself? I have actually been a few times, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. It look, well, I've, I haven't been there, but it's definitely somewhere I, I need to go and explore. I've been invited down there actually by a few companies, but um, so at some point I'll make the trip. But um, you know, um, again, in terms of Singapore, um, is, is it the same business, I guess, first of all? Yeah, so so um, it is the same. So it's, it's, so it, it is very new. We hired our first hire just before Christmas, and we've had our second hire uh, literally start um, last week. So it's very kind of nascent. Um, we're using Singapore as kind of the beachhead um, to Southeast Asia. So we'll cover um, you know Thailand, uh, the Philippines, um, and as we kind of expand our reach into kind of Malaysia, um, in Indonesia, it is the same business. However. I, mean, I think naturally through evolution, you know, our US business is, is the most advanced, the product the product suite is the most mature, um, and that kind of gradually kind of you know reduces as as you get to new. Um, and one of the key focuses for me is to is to really build out that product suite um, and go deeper in into those markets outside of of, of the US. Um, in terms of our strategy in Singapore, it, it, it's it's really quite simple in both. It's, it's a combination. It's which of our kind of existing clients do we think we can help go international? So you know, a number of our US clients have aspirations to, to do stuff in Southeast Asia. Um, but also um, you know, there's lots of an increasingly fintech scene around digital banks, um, buy now, pay later, um, expense management, um, that you kind of a base in that region that you know we think we can help as well. And again, as part of like the round community, uh, I think we've got something like five just over 5,000 founders. Um, I always preach the importance of partnerships, or at least I try to. Um, does it change, I guess, at your level uh, in, when it comes to forging partnerships? How do you guys decide which companies you want to partner with? Like, and I guess now it's no longer a case that you're chasing. I guess you haven't chased for a while. I guess now it must be like companies coming to you. So yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on that? It's, I'm a, a strong advocate of of the partnership model. And actually, I think the power of partnerships is only increasing. Um, it's only going in, in, in one direction. I think, um, you know, generally across fintech, I think we're increasingly seeing uh, the power of, of, of partnerships, whether that's, you know, working with banking partners or working with other fintechs um, or, or other service providers, because... If you think about the genesis of fintech, it was very much around disaggregating um, financial services, traditional financial services that were provided by legacy institutions, you know, traditionally banks and, and, and other kind of providers. And fintech was kind of broke that up into really small niches and, and, and allowed people to do kind of narrow and deep and really improve that customer experience um, for a, a, a narrow section. We've had quite a lot of debate about this internally recently. I, I think the trend is as fintechs either prove their value and traction in that niche, they want to go broader, or as we're seeing 
uh, with the current macro environment, um, some fintechs struggling to prove their business model is a sustainable, profitable business model, and so they need to go broader to to try and um, to, to try and prove prove that model. To do that, to go broader, the most effective and fastest way is, is through partnership and finding um, other people that have expertise in those, in those other areas. And the, and the and the the capability of fintech is to kind of stitch those together into an amazing customer experience that's seamless to the customer. I think a lot of our clients would prefer to work with one headline partner rather than 10 underlying uh, partners. Um, so I definitely see um, partnerships being key um, and I think it will improve. And I think the more senior you get, I think the more important the building of those partnerships and making sure that, that, that they are true partnerships, they're win-win. I think historically people always went in with a, it's a partnership and I need to get this out of it or I need to get that out of it. And I think whereas now it's more of an equal relationship, which which is great. Yeah, and I, I think especially when you're starting out, it's very hard to decipher true partnerships from yeah one a, a partnership where actually it's just there's just only one winner. Yeah. In, um. And and in terms of you know crypto, um, it's obviously you know it's been a very rough time. Um, we saw everything with the collapse of FTX last year. Um, we're seeing the knock-on effects. Um, throughout the the crypto space has that impacted you guys at all or like w- what's your involvement in that area if any um so um it's you know great question i think um yes we are involved in that area we support a number of um crypto exchanges providing them with kind of cards to enable them to um um you know load fiat money um, um onto a card to then exchange um, into, into various um, coins I think um, so. We have seen a downturn uh, in that segment of our of our business, um, you know, aligned with 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 the market. You know, my personal view is that I think, like any kind of new kind of segment that kind of accelerates and, and does so well, is that it's quite natural to get some period of rationalisation and 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 kind of consolidation. I think. Um, probably consistent with others i think the underlying technology that supports um um you know a lot of the kind of the crypto world has lots of valuable use cases and i think will you know, i think it's here it's here to stay you know, money movements one of those uses but there's lots of um of, of other movements um but again we're, we're, we're because we're effectively not directly facing the consumer it, it, it's more just around um, you know what can we do to support our customers? We're not directly exposed as, as a business. It's more um, obviously you know we, we want our customers to do well, and you know, we'll continue to to stay aligned to to crypto. But it's probably at this point in time a lower focus for us for the next twelve months, given you know where the market is. Yeah, I, I think actually it's interesting because I, I get to speak with quite a lot of like the tier one, tier two banks. It doesn't feel, and I could be wrong. Um, it doesn't feel like they're they're slowing down with their development and investment into crypto rather it's just actually you know in the same way that you know we we saw in the very early stages of the internet there is an evolution process there are mistakes that are going to be made there's going to be some horrendous mistakes that are made um but it's certainly not something that anyone seems to really be backing away from um So, I mean, and in terms of like marquette like what's what's the future then i kind of feel we've kind of touched on this anyway but, you know, it's as someone that has worked for I've worked for a U.S. company actually before, and I was fortunate enough to see them 
um, go from like really being only in the US to saying, hey, let's have a little office in the UK. And then within like two, three years, I think they were in about another like 17, 18 countries. <laughs> so, and, you know, like really like, like um, winning, or sorry, at least very much like making real ground there. So what does what, the future look like for you guys? So, I, I mean, I, I genuinely sit here thinking that um, the future is extremely bright for, for Marketo. I think um, whether it was by luck or by design, I think um, Marketo last year was really thoughtful in terms of its expansion. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we added you know, a couple of hundred of employees, but we didn't go very fortunately not having to do kind of any of the restructuring, which we're seeing, which, you know, quite ripe around um, a number of our other players, um, which I think is really, really important because I think when you have to go through that, that really impacts culture and, and morale, especially for hyper growth companies that are not used to having to kind of go through that. So I think that sets it well. I think like any organization that's been through an IPO, um, you get kind of a period of, stabilization and consolidation um post that and, and we're not immune to that we've had quite kind of a few changes in in, in personnel and just the last week we got we announced our, our new ceo and a new chief revenue officer um but i think that's you know, a super exciting kind of move for us to kind of set us up for for that next phase and we also did our first um acquisition um last week as well uh, you know we're Congratulations. very Thank you very much. So that's, uh, so that's um, you know, allowing us to uh, an acquisition of a company called Power, which is a, a full credit program management um, uh, business. So, you know, those things I think we've done extremely, extremely well when you compare us to to, to our peers, and we're we're very well uh, funded with a with a strong um, balance sheet. So, I think foundations are good. What does the the next step look like? I think, uh, especially for international, um, I think firstly it's around double downing on on what we do best. I think you have to be really careful when you've got so many opportunities that you don't take your eye off what, what got you to this point. And fundamentally, we believe that we're the best um, there is at modern card issuing. And so we want to make sure we continue to, to focus on that. There's a lot of runway ahead of us um, to continue um, doing that. And, and and we think embedded finance is a, is a massive opportunity um, uh, for Marketa in that space as well. So that's kind of our number one focus. I think the second part is... And this alludes to what you said earlier about, you know, do we do the same things in different markets? In Europe, we we only offer or primarily offer what we call a, a powered by market model, which is really just providing the technology solution. In the US, we provide technology, but we then on top of that provide full program management services. Um, so we kind of are that one-stop shop for, for customers. And we also do that not only for, for, for pre-vending debit, we do that for, for credit as well. So Really, the next thing for us in Europe is is to is to go deeper into our existing market. So, um, bring that program management uh, and bring credit to us, and then start to take that into Singapore and and, and um, Asia and um, uh, and Australia. And then I think um, finally, I think is that broader money movement activity. So we're very much a card kind of centric business at, at the moment. In the US, we've launched um, Marketa for banking, um, which is really moving towards. I'll say a banking as a service type proposition, but it but it's um, depends how you kind of interpret that. But really, account to account type payments, um, 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 account capabilities to hold and store funds, as well as in the future kind of cross border. So we become much more of that kind of holistic proposition because we're starting to see, you know, a lot of our business wants is 
have multiple needs um, to service. So really, it's it, you know for that's kind of the key priority for us. Um, on top of that, there's some geographic expansion, but you know even the markets that we operate in, it probably serves eighty percent of the the existing market. So um, we're pretty happy with that footprint. Um, so hopefully that answers the question. That yeah, that definitely does. Um, and I was going to say that we're seeing huge advancements now. You know, in in the fintech sector in the banking sector, but also just in like the emerging technology sectors as a whole. Um, on a slightly personal note, have you had a chance to play around with any of these like new AI tools? Have you had to check out chat GPT yet? <laughs> um, it's interesting. Um, I, um, I've actually got on one of my uh, screens at the moment, uh, a, a guide about chat GPT. So I've, I've heard a lot about it. I've seen lots of um, examples of its capability, um, but I haven't dug into it, but it's definitely on my- Oh, you've got um, to. Have you done it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so it, it, from our perspective, and again, you know, we're a young startup, uh, we need all the help we can get. Um, it, it's phenomenal. Like, it's something that definitely helps with marketing. It's something that, you know, I can see within three, four years from now, actually just like writing like pages and pages of content on companies. Um and it's something which is also just quite fun, you know. I use it with like my my uh, my nephews, and they just like write like funny poems and things like that. <laughs> and, and it's great because actually it's introducing uh, introducing them to like um, artificial intelligence. Um, it's also a little bit creepy, right? Like you can see how it can go against you, but in terms of like the technology, what's behind it, it's yeah, it's pretty amazing to see. And you know, I'm not afraid to say that actually. Uh, you know, we're going to learn how to use it. We're going to get better and better and more well equipped, yeah. so that we can we can actually just pump out more marketing. We can actually um, also, you know, also get feedback. I think on on and learn about what what we're doing and what other companies are doing. That's it for like competitive analysis. Huge, yeah, yeah. and and I think in, in our in Marketa, we we're, we're we're definitely progressing with AI in terms of you know how we think about. Uh, risk decisioning and, and, and credit, et cetera. And so I think um, it has massive applications um, uh, across the financial services um, sector and beyond. So, um, and I think it feels like this, this is a leap forward. I think, you know, AI has been talked a lot, you know, probably a bit like um, crypto in some ways for the last few years, but like without really finding its niche and where it's going to um, really add value. And it feels like potentially this is that kind of um, uh, next step, next step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's it's interesting to see what's going on in the emerging technology as well. It's very exciting to see what's going on uh, with Marketa as well. So, yeah, thank you very much for your time today, Jeff. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure for me as well. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much indeed.